Welcome to the show. I'm Shane Norton, a.k.a. The Sports Card Nobody, and this is another episode of the Sports Card Nobody podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight I'm pretty excited to talk about putting yourself out there, taking a leap of faith, trying something new, stretching yourself beyond your comfort zone. Because in this hobby, just like in life, once you can step out of your safety area, you just might find doors open, opportunities come your way. And you get introduced to something you just didn't realize was there. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty pumped to talk about that. I've got some some specifics. I think uh, I don't know. I'm really I'm really pumped about, and maybe you're gonna dig it too. Before we get to that, though, these San Francisco 49ers are back in the NFC Championship game. Oh boy! Growing up as a kid in the 90s, there was a certain kind of I don't know stress, dread, fear when the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers would meet in the playoffs. It felt like every single year the Cowboys would have the 49ers number until the uh, wonderful season in 94 when the when the Niners finally won that Super Bowl, really the first Super Bowl that I remember seeing with my own eyes. Uh, but that, that pain, that childhood trauma, that lingers. That lasts a lifetime. <laughs> and here as an adult, uh, last year, got to play the Cowboys for Niners face the Cowboys. I had that same uh, pit in my stomach. Niners knocked the Cowboys out of the playoffs. And then this year, same exact thing. I, you know, the Niners were the better team through and through. I just feel like almost across the ball, they had a better defense. They have, uh, as good of a running game, if not better, I, I would say it's better. I would, I would put CMC above Zeke and Pollard and Mitchell's no joke. Wide receivers, you know, I'll give it to the Cowboys. CD Lamb is a beast, but the versatility, the dynamic, dynamicism, dynamism, dynamism, the dynamic ability of the 49ers wide receivers is beyond reproach. I felt like they were the better team. Nonetheless, going into this playoff game, I was still nervous. But you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you guys watch? Did you guys watch the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys game? If whatever the 49ers won, it's amazing. But can we please talk about that final play? What's being called the Dallas special? Here's my question. Here's my question. When you're when you're drawing up your desperation play to try to try to survive and move on in the playoffs, <laughs> when um when do you decide to put your running back in at center? And then oh okay, the Niners call a timeout, and the Cowboys get a chance to go ahead and think about this some more. And they line back up, and Ezekiel Elliott is lined up at center yet again. He he snaps the ball to Dak and gets absolutely annihilated, just trucked. Dak has to scramble. He throws the ball to I don't even know, some the number fifth wide receiver uh, on the roster who immediately gets tackled, and that's it. That's how the Cowboys season ends. Last year they couldn't they couldn't line up and spike the ball. This year that's the play they call to try to save their season. I don't know. That's a real, real questionable call by Mike McCarthy there. But um, I might have to reach out to someone like Jordan Spector and get, and get a painting of that final play if the Niners go on to win the Super Bowl because that is going to live in my memory forever. Oh, there's just something about taking a little bit of joy in the pain of uh, the Cowboys and their fans. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> the, the Niners uh, are, are moving on to the NFC Championship game for the second year in a row, and it's funny. If you go back and you listen to my episodes last year, because this show is now over a year old, I was talking a lot about how as excited about the team as I was, 
They were only going to go as far as Jimmy Garoppolo was going to take them. It is wild that I don't feel the same way with a rookie quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, who will be making, I think it will be his eighth start, his third playoff start in in his entire career, (laughs) in Brock Purdy. And I don't feel that same quarterback dread that I felt with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think, I think this team has something special. The defense is the best in the National Football League. The versatility and the dynamic play, playmaking ability all over the field on the offensive side is just unmatched. And I think Brock is the guy who can stay calm, cool, collect, and just make the right damn play. I think the Eagles are in trouble. Cousins, I know you're listening. Your boys are going down. But you are welcome to come down to Connecticut and watch the Super Bowl with me. What do you say? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. You know, it's funny because I really, I'm not a super cocky fan. I don't really talk a lot of trash because I, I've said this, I think, in the last couple of weeks where, you know, there's what, 32 teams in the NFL. Only one of them is not getting their heart broken. There's four left. Let's see who it is. Hopefully it's San Francisco. All right, moving on. Um, I want to give a quick update about the the wrestling goat Royal Rumble that I've been running on my socials. That has been a tremendous, tremendously fun, I don't know, contest, uh, game, whatever you want to call it. This thing that I've been doing, I've been getting so many votes. I've been getting a lot of retweets, a lot of conversation, and it seems like we're getting closer to the end. There's only seven left, seven left. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, um, I think John Cena, Ric Flair, Hogan just got eliminated, if you can believe that. The Rock, Austin, I think that's everybody that's still left. Um, it It is getting really down to the nitty-gritty of the greatest wrestlers, the greatest male singles wrestlers of all time, and it is just so awesome seeing how much energy there is as we kind of get down to the final final couple days of this. But soon, um, by, by next Saturday, I think it is, I think on Saturday when Royal Rumble is going to happen on the 28th, I will announce who won the GOAT Royal Rumble, that'll be on my socials. And then that Monday, I will record and I will announce the winners, the three different winners who will take home a WWE uh, Revolution Hobby Box. Every time you vote, every time you retweet, you get an entry. I think some folks are pushing 30 entries into this thing, which is just fantastic. You know, people that have been retweeting and voting every single day. Um, So I will name three different winners. excuse me, three different winners, three different people will get a box. I will announce that on the podcast, uh, the Monday following Royal rumble. So tune in for that. If you have been voting, if you, if you've been retweeting and you hear your name on that podcast, you reach out to me and I will send you a box of WWE revolution for doing nothing but participating, man. This has been a lot of fun. I can't thank everybody enough for participating. It's been just a phenomenally fun thing to do. Every day when I get a chance to sit down and tally up the votes, it's exciting. You know, one guy will be ahead by three, but then somebody will catch up and take over. And the whole while I'm stressing that Bret Hart's going to finally get eliminated because you know that's my guy. That's my vote. But I am not voting, just so you all know. What a fun thing that, that has turned out to be. I'm really pumped for all the activity around it. Got about a week left to get your votes and retweets in if you want a chance at one of these hobby boxes. So get in there, my friends, my listeners, my audience, my pals. Let's do it. All right. Um, So I just finished recording, or I guess live. I was live. 
guys. I'm a live TV star now or whatever. I was just on YouTube live. Literally right before I'm recording this, we wrapped up, but I was on with the Wolfpack, four members of the Wolfpack, including myself. I was on with Rob Gerard. I was on with cousin, uh, cousin Tony, the architect. I was on with Craig of New York City Sports Cards of um, uh, Crosstown Cardboard. The four of us went on for the very first content that we are creating for the Wolfpack channel. You've heard me talk about this. You've heard it uh, from the other Wolfpack members on their content as well. But we are going to try to do things together. Twice a month, we will have some original live Wolfpack content on that YouTube channel, on the Wolfpack content uh, YouTube channel. The way we're doing it, though, is there's eight of us in this group. So four of us went live today. In two weeks, four, the other four will go live. That'll be Ken Karen's. That'll be Cousin Oz, the People's Mailman. That'll be Carmine of Carmine's Cards with uh, Crosstown Cardboard with Craig. And, uh, and that'll be uh, Dave of uh, DJ Sports Cards. Those four will be doing their thing. We just did our thing, and it was awesome. It was cool being on there live. I don't do this show live. You all know I record this on Monday nights. I put it out usually late Monday, early Tuesday. But it was cool being live because seeing the chat, you know, seeing the, the questions come in, seeing the responses to the things we're talking about, that added an extra element of energy to the whole experience that I really kind of dug, especially because people were agreeing with me, and that makes me feel good. <laughs> Uh, huge shout out to Kevin Cormier, you know, coming in clutch with the Nolan Ryan takes, baby. Nolan Ryan is not a top 10 pitcher of all time. He's not even close. It's not a hot take. It's facts. But we can we can debate that another time. But it was really cool doing that. though. I, I really had a great time. We were discussing the, you know, what is a What is a grail card? What does that mean? How do you define what a grail card is? We were talking, you know, what are we doing with our specific PCs right now? Are we consolidating are we adding are we selling what are we doing it was a lot of fun i think there's some cool things to pull from there you should definitely go check it out while we were live um you know you didn't miss out because if you didn't get to watch it live it is going to be put on that youtube channel go check it out at the wolf pack and let me know what you think what do you think about the, the the things that we're putting out as a group? Obviously, it's the first one, and we're figuring out our way and figuring out the chemistry and all those sorts of things. But I would love to hear what you think, and I'm easy to find. You can find me at Sports Card Nobody on Instagram, at Sport Card Nobody on Twitter. Uh, let us know. There, you know, it's YouTube. Go leave some comments and tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Uh, give us a thumbs up, like, subscribe, do all that kinds of stuff. Because if you are digging the Wolfpack stuff, we do intend to be putting out a lot more. And we will see where that goes, but I'm pumped for the future. <clears throat> but all right, speaking of the Wolfpack, speaking of Rob Gerard, the sports card therapist, um, why don't I get into the main topic? I don't have a top five today. I was kind of I've, uh, in the middle of the biggest flipping flipper uh, play I've ever made, I guess. I'm, um, you know, being caught up with trying to figure out how to. Um, finalize the closing of a sale on my condo. My wife and I have owned a, a condo for, you know, since 2010, we've rented it out for years. You know, even after we moved to Los Angeles, we moved back here and we bought our, our house. We still were renting that place out. We finally decided it was time to sell. So I, I've been kind of dealing with that. I was getting the furnace service today and taking care of other things and then do, preparing for this live. I didn't get to prepare a top five for this show. This is definitely me more just, um, uh, just diving into this one fresh off coming off a, a live content creation and just diving in. But um, what I want to talk about, though, as my main topic is is taking a leap of faith, doing something different, doing something new. 
And and I'll start with the obvious, right? I've talked about this a lot, but a little over a year ago, I decided I wanted to start creating content around sports cards. I had recognized that my passion and love for collecting pieces of cardboard had reached a level that I, I felt I wanted to start experiencing the hobby in a newer and different way. I decided I would start the content and I was hoping that this would push me into new experiences, that this would help open up doors, help educate me farther, you know, you know, help me learn more about this hobby. Without question, that has happened. I have made a lot of, of friends in this hobby and a lot of it because of the podcast, you know, not only just because I'm, you know, people listen to me, which is still shocking to me that people do. And thank you so much to everyone that does, but the, um, the sort of behind the scenes stuff to get the, the, the podcast made, you know, reaching out to people and, and asking people to come on the show or reaching out people, reaching out to people just to ask advice, other people that are creating content, um, you know, to listen to my, or to, to make this, I listen to a ton of podcasts to see what other people are doing and see what I can try to improve upon in myself. And that leads me to hearing different content in here, which leads me to reaching out and saying hi to those folks that, you know, have resonated with me. Uh, stacking slabs, Brett McGrath is a huge one. I've, I've, you know, communicated with him many times over the last year and he's such a, a great collector with a, a great philosophy. He came on this show just a few weeks back, maybe a month or so now that show was wildly successful. And, and that was awesome because I got to sit down and talk to somebody who I've been learning from and, and sort of respecting for all this time from a distance. And then I got to have him on the show. That doesn't happen without taking the leap of faith that if I created content, that anybody would listen, that anybody would care. You know, when you decide to make content, there is a little bit of a vulnerable risk that you're taking. It is entirely possible that nobody listens to this show, you know, after day one, besides my lovely friends and family who helped support that first <laughs> pilot episode. You know, the numbers went way down after that. And that can be discouraging. You know, once the people who are supporting you realize they don't care about sports cards, <laughs> there's no real big reason for them to stick around. And you have to try to build an actual uh, foundation of, you know, followers. And those first, I don't know, months really seeing 10 listens, 17 listens. I, it's not that I care about the numbers, but, you know, it feels a little, ooh, nobody likes me. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a bummer. So you take that leap of faith, right? You, you, you try to create some content, whether it's on Instagram. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be a podcast. It can be something you're doing on YouTube. It can just be what you share on Twitter. You, when you do these things, you're, you're sort of hoping that people it's going to resonate with someone. That it's going to validate you doing that. Again, for me, the content worked out just spectacularly. Not only having Brett McGrath on the show or Drake's PC or talking to the great curator, um, but I, I just talked about the Wolfpack. Building these sort of relationships that can lead to just daily conversation. We're in this group chat together where we are talking about not just cards, but life. You know, talking about some real things. The, um, the Crosstown Cardboard Show. That's Craig and Carmine. It wasn't that long ago. They got a really nasty comment on their YouTube channel that was anti-Semitic. And it was, it was, I don't know, a bonding moment where we all get to chat about that. Just disgusting moment, a disgusting comment made by somebody directed at someone that we are becoming friends with. 
And we're not just talking about cars, but no, we're talking about life. We're talking about these real life things that happen. That's special. Anytime you're building relationships in any aspect of your life, that means something. So by taking a leap of faith and, and creating this content and then taking a leap of faith and talking to people and sort of putting those vulnerabilities out there, all of a sudden, for me, I've realized I've got this circle. I've got this this network. I have these other people that have become a part of my life now. I mean, the cousins, you all know this, cousin Tony, cousin Oz. We do a separate show now once a month. We just recorded our fourth, yeah, our fourth episode that will be dropping on this Friday. Uh, just another Faction Friday, baby. Let's get the Faction shows out there. I love talking to those dudes. I love recording with them. Um, and that came because of this, because of that leap of faith, because of taking a first, you know, doing something new. Well, um, I... I have another first coming up that I'm really, really excited about. I have talked about on this show before that I am hoping to find a way to finally set up at a show. Maybe something small, maybe splitting a table with somebody, maybe just a local show. Well, Rob Gerard, sports card therapist, is not a beginner when it comes to setting up his shows. He sets up all over, uh, especially here in the Northeast. He's uh, just constantly hustling at these shows, constantly, you know, putting in that work, putting in that effort. The, his mantra of participation is required. He lives that because he gets out there, he goes to these shows, he's talking to people, he's selling product. I had one of my biggest reservations about doing that, quite simply, is that most of the stuff I buy is PC stuff that I adore, that I treasure, that I want to keep. And, oh, by the way, you all know how wrestling heavy I have gotten. That's a niche within a niche. <laughs> Not, a, you know, if you, if you want to sell wrestling cards, setting up at a local show, you're probably not hitting the target audience. You know, the internet goes a long way to helping you find the, the other wrestling collectors. And there are a lot of them out there. Don't get me wrong. But setting up at a local show is, again, probably not the demographic you're looking for. So what was I going to do at a show? Put a, a case full of uh, wrestling cards that nobody's going to buy and, you know, sort of... Just sit there for a couple hours and hope, hopefully, you know, shake some hands. I mean, sure, I absolutely would be okay with that happening. But it, it was kind of what was slowing me down from committing to it, was trying to figure out what I would even be selling. But Rob is going to be setting up this weekend on Saturday. He's going to be setting up at Foxwoods, Foxwoods Casino here in Connecticut, at the Card Vault Card Show. And he, through this Wolfpack chat, invited me along. So on January 28th, this Saturday, I will finally be setting up with my friend Rob for the very first time at a card show. And it's not a local one. I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of hype about the foot traffic that will be coming through. So that's going to be something. But but this just kind of made it a whole lot easier, right? Got invited to sit with a um, you know somebody who's been doing this, someone who has the experience, someone who's been very successful at it, someone that I enjoy talking with. So that's great. Even if I don't sell a single card for however many hours we're there, I know we're going to have some some good conversation. But, and I said this on the live today, if, if I do set up and I, don't, and I don't sell anything, I really just hope I shake a lot of hands and meet some folks and, and just continue to meet people, continue to socialize within this space because that is what I'm after. That is what I love. So I'm going to take this leap of faith, right? I'm going to take this leap of faith that I'm going to go set up at a card show 
and I'm going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be new. It's going to be a first. I will finally be learning what it's like to do that. And thankfully, I will have somebody there to just enjoy it with, which is going to be fantastic. I am very, very much looking forward to this weekend. So if you are local, if you're in Connecticut or even nearby at all, I highly encourage you, come check out the Foxwood Show. It's being put on by Card Vault. The Card Vault guys who have a, a shop right across from Foxborough, and they opened up a second shop in Foxwoods. High-end stuff. You know, they, they really have... I guess kind of like a jewelry store aesthetic to the way their their shops look, at least from what I've seen from a distance, from their socials and online and whatnot. I haven't been to one of their stores yet. If they are open when I'm there for the, the card show, though, I don't. I imagine they would be. Maybe I'll be able to pop in for the first time and, and check out uh, what it's all about. So that's going to be a lot of fun. If you can make it out, that'd be amazing. Let me know. Say hello again. Socials, you can find me on the socials, um, at Sports Card Nobody on Instagram, at Sport Card Nobody on Twitter. And say, hey, I'm at Foxwoods. Where you at? I'll let you know. You can come over and say hello. Maybe check out some of my cards. Maybe you got some cards you want to show me. If you got some wrestling cards you want to show me, 100% come by the table and say hello. Because there's a good chance I'll be leaving that show with more product um, than I came with. There's a good chance I don't sell anything, and yet I buy some stuff. But uh, that is going to be a lot of fun. So, yes, first, take a leap of faith. I have one pretty big announcement that I, I wasn't sure I was ready to make, but I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to take a leap of faith that by actually putting this out there, it'll help um, help the success of this idea. Uh, so I've loved, loved doing this podcast. I can I plan to continue doing this podcast until the foreseeable future. I, you know, maybe for the rest of my life. Who knows? Maybe I'll have 10,000 episodes when it's all said and done, you know, before uh, I find a reason to wrap it up. But um, the podcast doesn't allow me to stretch certain muscles that I would like to stretch. And one of those is is writing. I do write sometimes when I prepare for these episodes. I write out some of the um, longer form things that I want to discuss, or at least just ideas. But nonetheless, I, I've, you know, when I was in school, high school and college especially, I, I always had a, a, a really strong passion for writing. It was something that I loved to do. And I even, at one point, I did, I changed my major in college, I think six times. <laughs> and one of those majors was English because I thought maybe I would, I would figure out how to somehow be a writer or teach writing. I don't know. I've always been drawn to writing. And when I got into television, I got into the tech side, the camera side, you know, was able to stretch some creative muscles on that side of it. It really took me even further away from writing. I continued to scratch that itch a few times. I had a, a Dodgers specific blog. I had a, a baseball blog many years ago that both were actually relatively successful for a you know, but maybe the same level of success that this podcast has reached, uh, minus the social network that I've gotten through this. I did not get through that, but nonetheless, um, that was a great way to continue to chase that sort of passion of mine. But once I kind of got away from that for years, I haven't been, been able to write the way that I want to. So I started to wonder how I could get back to that. And an idea hit me, it struck me pretty aggressively. And it was one of those ideas that when it, creeps into your brain and starts to keep you up at night. And that's what happened here. And after a couple of nights of that, I, I just started doing it. I started building out what this idea would be and then um, started to figure out how to execute it. And so I think I am going to announce here that I am um, planning to do a quarterly 
sports card, right? I should just say uh, card collecting magazine. I plan to have this be digital. I will do four issues this year. The first one in March. I'll do one several months later in September. Another one several months, or no, I'm sorry, several months later in June and then September and then finish it off in December. I think I have the bandwidth to get four issues of this out. I will make this digital, so I will uh, distribute it that way. And how I will distribute it has changed, but I believe that the the, the simple answer is I'm just going to give this away for free to people that are interested. I'll figure out some way to get people's email addresses, anyone who wants to, uh, I guess, quote, <laughs> subscribe, and uh, you will go ahead and get a, a PDF about this magazine. Now, there's, a, there's magazines that are out there, right? You've got Beckett, you've got PSA's magazine. Magazines exist for this hobby. Magazines exist for every hobby. But this gives me a way to, to stretch my, my writing muscles, and I really am making this a collector's first focused magazine. In fact, that's what I'm calling it, Collectors First. All the articles are going to be focused in some way, shape, or form about the people of the hobby, you know, the, the hows, the whys, the, you know, the our ticks. Um, I plan to have a featured collector each issue, so I will have a cover story which will feature a collector that has just an interesting story, people that I can reach out to. I've got some invites out there already for who will be the, um, you know, who, who's interested in being the first cover story, the first featured collector. I'm really excited about the possibilities of where that could go. And then the other articles will be written by several people. I've got a couple people who've already um, said they want to be a part of it. I'll keep some of that on the low for now, you know, until we get everything confirmed and shored up. But I'm really pumped. I am really, really excited. And, and I, I hope that anybody out there wants to read, if there's one person who wants to read this, that would be amazing. I might figure out some way, some incentive to, you know, maybe I'll do some hard copies for people in some form or fashion. I'm still working out the kinks, but I am 100% pushing forward with this idea. I'm going to take a leap of faith. I'm going to, I'm going to chase another first. I'm going to do something new. I'm going to do something different for myself. You know, something I've never done before and we'll see what happens. But again, I'm pretty excited. I think that there's some cool stuff that can come out of this, including just getting to collaborate with some other very talented people, very interesting people, and maybe somebody will read it. We'll take a leap of faith and we'll find out. But ladies and gentlemen, really, that's my show tonight. I uh, I really look forward to where this magazine can go. I really look forward to setting up at Foxwoods. January 28th with Rob Gerard, Sports Card Therapist. I look forward to doing some more lives with the Wolfpack. Please go check that out. Uh, and if you're enjoying anything I'm doing here, please uh, leave, me, uh, leave me a review at your podcast hub of choice. I would love five stars if you think I am worthy. Uh, like, subscribe, do all those sorts of things. But more than anything, if you are enjoying this, if you want to help the show grow, share this. Share this with friends. Share this with family. Share this with anybody. You think might care about anything I have to say here or write in that damn magazine. Collectors First will be coming out at the end of March. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Have a good night.